You're listening to episode 45 of the Walking Closer Podcast. Welcome to the Walking Closer Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Como. Are you constantly tired? Becoming cynical, you feel helpless, hopeless, uh, you feel like you can do nothing right, well, you might be experiencing burnout. And that's what today's episode is all about. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. So let's talk a little bit about burnout. Burnout, it's a phrase that was uh, coined in the 1970s, um, although I think it was used in the 60s as well. But really in the 70s, it begins to catch on and be used in psychological circles. And it describes an emotional condition where a person experiences really emotional exhaustion. That results uh, you know, in, in a sort of a detachment where you, you feel disconnected from yourself, from other people, you know, reduced this, uh, and this reduced feeling of... Like personal accomplishments, right? Like you can do anything, like you're accomplishing anything, like you're you're making progress, like you can get ahead, um, and you just feel like you're worthless. Uh, and it has uh, multiple effects on us, in fact, both physically and mentally. For instance, you might begin to feel like uh, just a complete failure. Uh, you might feel like you can't do what you do well anymore or that you're just not good at anything. You, you begin to develop this uh, negative attitude, really. I've become very cynical and even irritable. You're constantly overwhelmed with feelings of helplessness and, and hopelessness. And you begin to even think that God can't help you or maybe he just won't help you. Uh, you begin to uh, lose really quality time uh, with family and friends and people who care about you, people you love, and God. And uh, really quality time just diminishes and uh, you find yourself just indifferent towards your work, maybe people, life in general. And you're just really going through the motions. And there are physical effects as well. Uh, things like constant fatigue, exhaustion, right, headaches, maybe migraines. You experience appetite issues where you don't want to eat or eating is really all you want to do. Um, maybe, maybe you've experienced this. And, and if you have, you're not alone. And with uh, with our schedules and hectic lives, we we make ourselves really vulnerable to this. Uh, even even the strongest of those among us are susceptible to it. Uh, e- even people in the Bible were. This is uh, this is not some new phenomenon, right? We we just we just might talk about it differently today, but this is something we've always been susceptible to, in one way or another. And I think that this is clearly seen in a man called Elijah. In James 5.19, James said, Elijah was as human as we are. Now, when you, when you look at what he is known for, it might be hard to agree with that. He raised the dead. He called down fire from heaven, was taken up in a whirlwind and chariot of fire. I mean, come on. That, that's hard to like any of us, right? This was a guy who later in history was compared to John the Baptist when people were trying to figure out who Jesus was. He even appears with Jesus and Moses on the Mount of Transfiguration. I mean, come on. How much of his experience was like our human experience, right? Well, let me show you just how he was as human as us. 
and how he dealt with similar things as us. In 1 Kings 18, Elijah seems to really be in the prime of his life. He's really on top of his game. He is victorious over what you might call the battle of the gods on Mount Carmel. This is where Elijah gathers all the prophets of Baal and calls down fire to consume a water-soaked altar. And that's all great. But remember, King Ahab was on the throne and his wife was named Jezebel. Even if you don't know anything about her, Her name has resonated throughout the ages to refer to someone who is devious. There's a reason you probably don't know any woman named Jezebel. At any rate, both Ahab and his wife Jezebel, they promoted idol worship in Israel. And Elijah defeats the prophets of Baal. Now, imagine how Elijah must feel having tasted this victory. Elijah might have thought, since this great demonstration of God's power has been given, Israel will surely turn back to God. I mean, Ahab was watching the whole thing. Surely he will lead them back. Elijah may have, may have thought, all is going to change for the better. How could it not? And instead, we're told that Ahab goes and tells Jezebel everything Elijah had done. And this doesn't go over too well. Jezebel vows to kill Elijah. And she even sends a messenger to tell him. And she says, so, so may the gods do to me, and more also, if I do not make your life as a life of one of the prophets by this time tomorrow. Then all of a sudden, Elijah's afraid. And he, he runs for his life. And this is a guy who just defeated the prophets of Baal, called down fire from heaven. And now he's running for his life. See, Elijah was high on the mountain, and now he has crashed down like a rock. Imagine how he must have felt. Right? The emotional strain he was now under, thinking he was, he was now going to die for what he had done. It seemed like it was just all coming down on him. The question is, why? Why would he have felt this way? I think it was because of unfulfilled expectations. See, Elijah underestimated how determined people could be in resisting change. Surely, since Ahab witnessed this, and surely now since these events have taken place, they'll change. But, but listen, <laughs> just like Elijah, we, we have unfulfilled expectations. We want things to work out a certain way. And, and listen, burnout involves unfulfilled expectations, being tired and worn out because what you thought would happen doesn't, doesn't come about. Now, that's not the only thing. That's not the only reason why we, we burn out, but it is involved in that process. And imagine that happening over and over again, coupled with the stress of life and situations, right? Eventually, it all comes down to a head, and it's like hitting a brick wall. Now, the text doesn't give us all the ins and outs, the details of what Elijah is really experiencing, what's going on in his mind up to this point. But it's what happens after that that causes us to say that this is what pushes Elijah over the edge. And he is in full-blown burnout mode at this point. And when we, we look at our own lives, and surely you know, we can look at specific instances, situations that cause us to, that push us over the edge. But that wasn't the cause of all, all, all the things that are going on with us, right? We, we consider all of the it, typically, what ends up happening is it's, 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 it's a, a conglomeration of situations and factors uh, involved in, uh, quite honestly, creating the perfect scenario where it takes just one thing 
to push us over. One thing to cause us to now be burnt out, uh, be full-blown, <laughs> irrational thinking and detachment and believing that, hell, we're, we're not good at anything. Um, and just, be, just being flat worn out. We just had enough, right? But then imagine, and as oftentimes it is the case, when we don't realize we're burnt out, situations keep happening and situations that would not have affected us, you know, as, as, as not, not been as big of a deal to us before now, man, they just seem so big and so heavy and so burdensome. And we react in ways that just really make things worse. And that's, that's burnout. And that's something I think that we, we probably experience more than we realize. Now imagine that happening over and over and over again. Finding yourself in full-blown burnout mode. Well, I believe Elijah is there. Um, when we look at what Elijah experiences as he is running for his life, it's indicative of a burnout. Elijah experiences fear, withdrawal from people, unrealistic, unreasonable comparisons, he, fatigue, and change in appetite. And he even he even displays some self-pity. These and these are all characteristic of burnout. Now, first, notice Elijah, he runs for his life. Elijah thought God, God's demonstration would convince them, but it, it doesn't. And discouragement just simply takes over. He, he begins to think that all he has done has led to this, right? Like, I have failed. What's the point? And so he withdraws. He detaches. He disconnects. He runs for his life, and he makes it to Beersheba, which was about 100 miles away. This would have taken several days to get there. Then he, when he gets there, he does something interesting. He leaves his servant there, and he goes another day's journey. Okay, so maybe Elijah just needed some time alone with God, right? That, that, that was definitely true. But as the story unfolds, it's easy to see how Elijah was detaching from those closest to him. Yeah, sure, it's good sometimes to remember that in moments like this, right, it might be good to get away. Sure. Or have some alone time. Sometimes we need to do that. I get it. However, we have to be careful that we don't disconnect ourselves from those who are most important to us. They, they're key in helping us get through whatever it is we're going through. And cutting ourselves off from those who are most important really only prolongs our our suffering. And so, you know, it's, it's one thing to be in these situations and to need to gather and collect ourselves and maybe having some time alone, some time to get away. Right, um, but don't completely cut yourself off from those who are most important to you. They can actually aid you in overcoming or the healing process. So then we see Elijah. He's running, right, and he 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 begins to make negative comparisons between himself and others. Right, he he comes to a resting spot and he sits under a tree and and then he prays that he's that he, that he might die. Right? This is First Kings nineteen. And then he says he has had enough. And he wants God to take his life because he is no better than his ancestors. There, there, there it is, the unmet expectations again. He thought he would exceed his forefathers, but he doesn't. And listen, it is never good when we compare ourselves to others, though. We just set ourselves up for failure when we do this. We're creating a standard that cannot be met because we're not them. Right? And when we compare ourselves to other people, we either have to put other people down or raise other people up and put ourselves down. Does that make sense? Right? 
We're creating a standard that cannot be met because we're not them. And we're us with our own individual uniqueness and talents and abilities and experiences. And when I, when I talk to, for instance, when I talk to people about, their, say, their time in the gym working out, I try to stress the, the importance of not making comparisons to other people. Okay, everyone is in, is different, and everyone responds differently to workouts and nutrition. And there are too many factors involved in why someone looks the way they look, are able to run as long as they're able to run, are able to to lift as much as they lift, to work out as long as they work out, or not have to work out as much even. And at the end of the day, there is no fair comparison, except to yourself. It's just you against you in the gym. You compete with your former self, and that's all you can beat. That's all you can beat that'll be fair and square. Now, I know negative comparisons are difficult and not, not doing them, especially in a burnout situation, right? When you just, you just see yourself as, as the lowest thing. And when you, when you feel like a failure, right? It's typically in the light of someone who, who, who we see as a success. This is when you know it's time to take a step back. Take a step away and address the emotional condition there, right? Especially when, especially if the situation is prime for what we refer to here as burnout. But the text doesn't stop there. Elijah continues to exhibit further symptoms, right? He is fatigued and he, he doesn't want to eat. Then after being forced to rest and eat, he displays further self-pity, right? He tells God, listen, I've been very zealous for you, but Israel has rejected you in turn torn down your altars and put the prophets to death and I'm the only one left. Now they're trying to kill me. <laughs> it's like he's saying, this is the way it's going to work out, right? This, this is how it's going to go down. I'm going to die at the hand of Jezebel. After all of this, this is what it comes to. Now, notice how God reacted though, right? First, you know, he took care of Elijah's physical needs by providing him with bread and water. Remember, sometimes we, we too respond in irrational ways like this. Um, we find ourselves in those ruts, right? Taking, and taking time away and caring for our physical needs is just the right thing to do. Eat right, sleep right, get some real rest. Sometimes it's the only way to move forward. Sometimes it's all you have to do. I believe it's the basic first step, recovering from burnout or really any other overwhelming emotional condition. Recovering from that can happen just by simply doing this. And we have to remember to take care of ourselves, and it's okay to rest. We live in such a, such a society where it's like as if we, we take pride in being busy. We take pride in having too much to do. It's like we wear it with a, with a, 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 like, it's a, like, like a badge of honor. And really, all we're doing is beating ourselves down and making ourselves, well, at the end of the day, quite useless. I mean, what good are we when we're in these conditions? Well, we, we could cause a whole lot more harm than good, especially when it comes to us responding in ways that are just simply irrational, saying things that make no sense. And all we're, trying to, all, all we're doing is speaking out of a place of hurt and pain. And in doing so, we're delivering hurt and pain upon others who love us, love others who care for us. And... Um, you know, by our responses there, uh, those emotional reactions, we could be sending other people down the same path that we're on. That's just not a good thing. Not a good thing at all, especially the people we love. So it's extremely important. We find ourselves, see ourselves responding 
very irrational, right? To take that step back, okay? Um, and take care of ourselves. Take care of those physical needs. It's a basic first step. But then, then God reminds Elijah. He goes, goes a couple more steps. Right? He reminds Elijah who he is. That is, who God is, right? This is that section where Elijah is expecting to see God in the wind and the earthquake and the fire. These are all ways God had used in the past to show himself. But Elijah, he, he doesn't see God on him, right? He, he sees the power and the evidence of God, but, but then he hears a gentle whisper. And in a dramatic yet personal way, God says, I'm still God. I find it, I find it interesting that Elijah thought similar displays of God's power on Mount Carmel should have been enough to convince others of this. Yet it evidently wasn't enough for Elijah. I mean, if he could call down fire from heaven, why in the world is he running from another human being? Well, that's the thing with burnout. Burnout causes us to respond in really irrational ways where we're not thinking clearly. And oftentimes there's, we, we, we hold people up to a double standard and we speak out of both sides of our mouths and we're, we're, we're just trying to survive. There's no thriving here. And as a result, we're not seeing clearly, right? We're not learning the things that we need to learn. We're not coming to the conclusions that we norm, otherwise normally would. But then, then, so God reminds Elijah who he is. Listen, I'm still God, right? The world is still going to tick and still going to turn no matter what's happening, what's going on with you. And that's a good thing to remember. Taking time away to rest and to recuperate and <laughs> to be revived. The world is still going to happen. It's still going to spin. It's going to do just fine without you. Right? Everything is going to still truck along. Take that time to rest. But then, so God, God is still God. He reminds Elijah who he is. And then notice what God does. He picks Elijah up and puts him back on his feet. And puts him to work. He tells him to go. Anoint others as kings and prophets. That's Elijah's job. That's what he was to do. In other words, he sends them out to fulfill his particular role. And in doing so, he, is, he, he also receives a little help. God, God made him aware that he was not alone and that there was 7,000 in Israel who had not turned from God. God made him see how things were not as bad as he thought and that he was not alone. Sometimes us just pulling back, that's exactly what we need to help us see this. And then, then God gives him a friend in Elisha. And Elisha, in turn, ministers to Elijah. He, he was someone that he could trust and someone who would care about him. And this is why it's important to not cut yourselves off from those who care about you. And you know, allowing people as well to minister to us, to care for us in those times. Now, notice how God did not react. He did not say, or he did not respond by saying, I don't need you. Stay in your cave, and Elisha will take your place. God, God didn't crush him when he was down, but he made him alive again. He, he came to him softly. He took care of his needs, and he put him back on his feet. This is, this is how we need to respond ourselves to those in our lives who are facing burnout. It's not suck it up and, and grind it out, right? That, that, that's just simply ridiculous. See, when people are facing burnout, when we are facing burnout, what we need to know 
is what Elijah needed to know. We're not alone. God hasn't forsaken us. And we have people who care for us. And we can follow the things that God did to Elijah and get back up on our feet again. Rest. That rest brings to mind the reality that we're not alone, that things are going to be okay. And it gives us the clarity of mind to be able to think and respond right, in ways uh, in these stressful situations. Get back up on our feet again and get back to what God has called us to do. Now, I'm going to talk to you in this next episode about my own experiences with burnout, some of which you, you might find helpful, especially if you find yourselves working in ministry in a located area. Thanks for listening. Please consider subscribing to this podcast so you won't miss an episode. And if you like what you heard, please consider sharing. If you have any questions, you can drop me an email, adam at walkingcloser.com. Join me next time as we explore becoming like Jesus from the inside out.